We are starting a, ser- a series of messages on prayer. Anyone excited about that? Oh, really? People on Facebook aren't. I tell you what. <laughs> I got about four likes on a Facebook pa- the, on the on the post I put on Facebook. I, I was getting Facebook paranoia. Someone get that? I mean, I could put a, a photo of my dog doing something stupid. I'll get 300 likes. But prayer doesn't seem to ignite the same kind of interest. I don't know why. I think, um, I think sometimes prayer baffles us. Baffles a lot of people. It baffles a lot of Christians. How does this thing work, prayer? And oftentimes, uh, prayer is just simply triple zero prayer. Oh, God, I'm in trouble. Help me. Or it's uh, formula prayer, some kind of mantra, you know. Go and say five Our Fathers and 12 Hail Marys and you'll be okay. But I don't think that's the the idea about prayer. People know they should pray. And uh, we kind of know that, you know, we should be doing it a lot. We're Christians. We're we're Christians, right? We should pray a lot. We hear about great prayer warriors who fast and pray for many hours at a time. And we think, man, I could never do that. In fact, we sometimes get tired just of the thought of it. Does anyone get that? Is anyone yawning right now, deep within yourself? If you feel like that, you're not alone. Even Jesus' disciples experienced this dilemma when it came to prayer. Uh, you know, last week we had Easter and it was uh, commemorating this moment where Christ went through the darkest moment of his life and gave his life freely on the cross for us. But in the night before he, he went to the cross, on what I call Good Thursday, he spent that night in prayer with his disciples. Well, he was meant to be with the disciples. And, uh, and they fell asleep while he was praying. In his moment, you know, this is Jesus uh, handpicked 12 disciples. These are the leaders of the, the New Testament church. These are the guys who are going to launch uh, the kingdom of God on the church age. And they're asleep in his darkest hour. At his moment of greatest need, they're snoring. In fact, you know, Jesus had trained them to follow him. They're his new breed of leaders. Uh, uh, and yet he is so emotionally oppressed, he is literally sweating blood. And yet the disciples were sleeping. Let's read it in Matthew 26, verse 39. This happens in the Garden of Gethsemane says, uh, going a little farther, he fell to, uh, with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch for me one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I started thinking about this. You know, these disciples, they were strong men. You know, numbers of them were fishermen, you know. They were used to doing all-nighters, you know, pulling nets all night long, you know, on the boat. Hard yakka. They knew what it meant to, to, to you know, they, these guys were wiry and strong. And yet when it came to prayer, just knocked them out. The temptations that afflicted them, they found that were, they were not so mighty, it's a bit like um, men and shopping. Is anyone with me today? Any men with me today? Men and shopping? I find shopping, my wife doesn't take me shopping because it's, it's agony for her because I just sit there going, oh, I've got to sit down. It's just, 
It drains the life out of me going shopping. And I was delighted to know that they'd done a study on this. Psychologist David Lewis was, um, was uh, contracted to test the uh, men, their heart rate, their blood pressure and stress hormones when they went shopping. And to his surprise, he found that the stress that some of these men experienced was similar to what a fighter pilot experiences in battle. What a riot policeman experienced on the job. Yeah, the women are just, I can't believe it. And I would agree with that. Drains the life out of me. It seems that we can be strong in all kinds of things and yet weak as water in other areas. Yeah? I love what the Message Bible, how it translates Jesus' words here in Matthew 26. Can't you stick it out for, with me with one single hour? Stay alert and be in prayer so that you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager, ready for anything in God, but there's another part that's as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. I like that. You know, sometimes spiritual things, uh, you know, we're tragically weak in them. Uh, we live on bare minimums. And prayer is one of those areas that is commonly true. You think about prayer, this is the God of the universe inviting us to petition him. That's a pretty big opportunity, don't you think? God who says he invites us to come and to find him and to know him and to ask of him and to find his power to overcome and to get his peace and to, uh, uh, to find his miraculous provision or to supernatural power to overcome sickness or wisdom to guide us through life. But we often go straight past him and look for earthly answers, don't we? We go straight to the Panadol, which only just takes the edge off the pain. We try to figure it out on our own because Jesus says our human nature is weak when it comes to spiritual things. It's a part of our fallen state. Here's a quote from the famous preacher Spurgeon who, you know, I love Spurgeon because he would find little phrases in the Bible and he would find rich meaning in them. And he was looking in Psalm 67 and there's a little phrase that says, our own God. And he started to ponder on that. How awesome that God in his word would describe himself, you know, this is our own God. We can own him. He's our God. He's not... Uh, we're not just, we're owned by God, yeah? There's a family relationship that we have with Him. And Spurgeon writes these words. He says, It is strange how little use we make of the spiritual blessings which God gives us. But it is stranger still how little use we make of God Himself. Though He is our own God, we apply ourselves but little to Him and ask, him, ask but little of Him. How seldom do we ask counsel at the hands of the Lord? How often do we go about our business without seeking his guidance? In our troubles, how constantly we strive to bear our burdens ourselves instead of casting them upon the Lord that he may sustain us. Amen. What an astounding invitation prayer is. Think about that for a moment. And then compare that with the time and the energy that you and I actually spend on alternatives. When, you know, we'll travel land and sea for money, yeah? We will spend hours making ourselves pretty, 
uh, you know, I, I heard that, you know, I want to get a full sleeve tattoo. My nephew's getting a full sleeve tattoo. It's going to be about 30 hours sitting in a chair having a needle stuck into you. And it'll cost him thousands of dollars. So he can go, I'm a man now. Yeah. And he'll probably regret it later. We'll pop veins working out in the gym. We'll invest time and money in recreation, toys and amusements. We'll play computer games till four in the morning. Why am I looking over here? I don't know. We'll queue for hours to see a celebrity or a concert. We'll spend tens of thousands on home and garden. And you know, that's okay. That's life. We live it. But spend an hour in prayer. Oh my, I need to sit down. The thought of it drains me. You know, I'm pointing at myself here too because, uh, you know, as I was assigned to this, uh, this, this first of our series in prayer, I started reflecting on my own prayer life and I was ashamed to look at my own prayer life and think, you know what, I used to pray so much more than I do right now. I pray every day, but I used to pray a lot more. I used to seek God for long periods of time and I felt convicted. I thought, how can I stand up here and say to church, we ought to pray more when I'm not praying a lot? So I've been praying a lot lately. There's bags under my eyes from praying. You know, I understand that we can't earn our salvation. And in one sense, we can never pray enough or we can never do enough. But you know, James says, faith without works is dead. Yeah? And if we extend that, I guess, uh, paraphrase that a little bit, we can say, you know, Faith on bare minimums is life support. That's all we're on, life support. We're just making it, I'm going to get to heaven by the skin of my fingernails. When there's this rich opportunity we have to, to engage with the living God. Romans 12, verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Keep it. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. James says another profound thing. He says, you know what? We receive not because we ask not. We receive not because we ask not. Shouldn't even have to be said, right? For example, you think about healing. You know, the Bible says, if any are sick among you, let them go to the doctor. No. It says, first, go to the elders, us great anointed ministers and other mature Christians and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and raise him up, her up. That's, that ought to be our first port of call, yeah, as believers? Before we reach for the medicine, reach for a brother or a sister and say, will you pray for me? I remember one time I got food poisoning. I'm laying in bed. I ate some kind of horrible food. I don't know. It wasn't Bev's fault. But I don't know where it came from. But um, Anyway, I'm really, really crook. And so I thought, you know what? I need to call somebody up and get them to pray for me. I rang my friend Hugh. I said, come around here, man. I, I'm sick. I need prayer. He comes around. He prayed for me. Within no time, I was feeling better. And my wife thought she'd test it. She gave me fish curry. And I was healed. And I remembered, you know, that's what God says. If you're sick, go call someone to pray for you. Before you make an appointment with a doctor. Amen. The prayer offered in faith has healing power. Church prayer can move mountains, yeah? 
Prayer can raise the sick, even the dead. Prayer can influence the heart of the stubborn and the proud. Prayer can replace anxiety with peace. Prayer can bring the scriptures alive and turn them to revelation for you. Prayer can bring revival and awakening to a nation. Prayer can open windows of blessing and favor. Prayer can stop the sun in its tracks. Why? Because prayer connects us with the omnipotent God, yeah? Prayer connects God's will with his power. What a gift we have in prayer. Prayer can change the world. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and 14. Here's a great promise for us. If my people, notice that word if. Notice that word if. It's stuck. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. What a promise, church. What a promise. If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So, what's Jesus' solution for us sleepy believers who struggle to pray for one hour at a time? And in his time of need. His solution is pray. (laughs) I was hoping for something else, right? Pray is the solution to a lack of prayer. Isn't that profound? Get up and pray. You know, you think about it this way. What's the solution to being overweight and out of shape? Fat blaster pills. Just pop a pill, you lose weight. It's easy. Or these. fat. These are fat shrinking leggings. You can buy them. They've got magnets and herbs and spices in them. And they'll target the fat and the cellulite in your legs. And you, you don't have to go on a diet and learn to exercise. You could just wear those and lose weight. I don't think so. The fact is, you have to start eating right and exercising. <laughs> you know, isn't that a dull solution? But it's the truth. You know, all of those fads and all that stuff is all driven by laziness, isn't it? Somehow I can gain, I can be in great shape, I can look like that girl and uh, just by wearing those leggings I don't know if I want to look like that girl wearing those leggings (laughs) so the fact is you know and and what do you do you start where you are right you don't go all right I got to get in shape I'm going to run 20 kilometers I'm going to start pumping 50 kilo weights you end up in hospital that's what's going to happen you start where you are And it's the same with the discipline of prayer. Start where you are. Don't say, right, I'm going to fast for 40 days and 40 nights, like the Lord did. I'm going to pray all night. You'll end up in hospital. Start where you are. If you're a new Christian, get yourself 15 minutes of time, of prime time, and make sure there's no distractions and find time to spend with God. And from there, just keep raising the bar. Yeah? Just keep challenging yourself. You know, what's your PB in prayer? You know? I'm looking for a new PB in prayer. So here's Jesus' instructions. And I want you to note, uh, as, we, as we look at Matthew chapter 6 here, that these are not quantified. He doesn't say this, this many hours equals a, a good prayer life. He just says this. But you, when you pray... Go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will will reward you openly. 
And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard by their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Let's all say it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord's Prayer. You can, you can recite it in faith, you know, not vain repetitions like a mantra, but you can recite it in faith like we just did. But it's like the ocean. You can swim around on the surface and have a great time, but you can dive down and discover a whole nother world under there, yeah? The Lord's Prayer is like that. You can swim around the surface, you can say that those words and it's, it's nice. But as you start to break it down, you could start to dig into it, you'll find that it's rich in meaning. Our Father in Heaven. Isn't it awesome how it starts with our Father? He's our Father. It's not just the Almighty God in Heaven. He's our Father. That's the way He wants us to talk to Him. That's the way He wants us to approach Him. He's our Dad in Heaven. And He invites us to enter into that space like any child would with a good father. Holy be Your name. Holy is Your character. You could spend hours just thinking about the character of God. Yeah, the things that are His values, the things that make up how awesome and how wonderful and majestic He is. We've just got down two lines there. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom reigning in our lives. We're saying, God, I want to surrender my rule and reign to your rule and reign in my life. And you can take time in prayer and on those thoughts, asking, inviting the kingdom of God to, to invade your life and invade the life of those around you. Give us this day our daily bread. God says, come and bring your petitions, bring your needs to him. He wants to hear what you need and he wants to respond. Lead us not into temptation. Jesus says, watch and pray that you enter, you know, don't fall into temptation. You want to get overcome your sin? Start praying about it. Start talking to God about it. Sometimes we run from God because of our sin and our brokenness, don't we? We like, oh, I don't want to go near God. I feel so ashamed. God says, come to me and talk about it. I want you to overcome temptation. Amen. Deliver us from that evil one. How good is the Lord's Prayer? What a great, you know, Jesus says, in this manner, not repeat this repetitively, in this manner, according to this pattern, pray. Amen. I want to invite the worship team to come up today. But I want to challenge you, as we begin a series in prayer, don't just go away and go, well, that was very interesting. Wasn't that interesting to you? I thought I found that quite interesting, yes. He had some interesting illustrations there, didn't he? Some good scriptures. We could maybe, maybe look those up later on. But, you know, we would take the idea of prayer and we begin to actually put it into practice. Yeah? We'd actually say, you know what? This is where I'm at. I think I need to be here. This is how I'm going to get there. 
I'm going to start where I am. I'm going to assign myself. I'm going to find a chair or a door, a, 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 a room that I can close and turn off the phone and turn off the distractions and spend some quality time with God. I'm going to do that daily for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes, for half an hour, for an hour. Start where you are. You know, if, uh, if you're not a Christian this morning and you've come here and you're visiting, you can start at this moment, you know, because my life started with a prayer, my Christian life. I got a Bible and I, and I, and I never read the Bible before and I'd never prayed to God before. And I, and I opened it and I, and I prayed my first prayer and I said, God, would you be real to me? I want to know. I want to know. And I started reading the Word of God from a prayer. And that's where my faith came to life. And if you're a Christ, not a Christian here today, you can start there. Your first prayer can start this morning. I wonder if we could bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment. Just heads bowed, eyes are closed. This is between you and me, but more importantly, between you and God. The Christian relationship with God established on a prayer life and it begins with your first prayer like any relationship a relationship begins with that first conversation those first words that someone speaks to you that you speak to them every relationship starts with communication of some kind and while heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning perhaps you're in this place and you're not a believer or you're in that place, you're thinking, oh, I'm not sure what I should do or where I should go. You know, I want to challenge you to step out in faith and pray your first prayer, perhaps. It may be something that you remember from a time long ago, but you've let it slide, you've fallen away. And you would pray your first prayer for a new season of relationship with God. I want to lead you in a prayer, if that's you today. And I want you to speak it out alongside what I'm saying or pray it in your heart. Agree with me in these words, if you will, and receive Jesus Christ. Make that step, make that first prayer of faith towards Him. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy that you would love me, a sinner. I accept your forgiveness. I give you my life. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Make me new. Transform my soul. I begin this relationship today by faith in you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, I want to just pray for every person who prayed that prayer today, every new person, every older person, God, that you would, by your Spirit, visit their hearts, their souls today, you'd visit their lives, you'd make yourself powerfully real to them, you would draw them into this beautiful relationship you have for them, God, seal this word, seal these decisions today by your Spirit, God lead them on from this point in your precious name.
Christians today, I feel convicted. You know, sometimes I want to hit the altar. And today I'm going to hit the altar and pray and talk to God about my prayer life. And I invite you to join me at this altar today, if you would. You don't have to. I'm not, you know, this is purely your choice. But as the worship team sings, I'm going to be down here praying, talking to God about my prayer life. And I invite you to come and talk to Him about yours.